I'm going to release to you an invitation. I invite you to come and be a part of my church. Now you're mistaken. Thank you. Who said that? Yeah. Mahala? Oh, Kaylee Hoffman. I love that. She said, I invite you to become a part of my, come and be a part of mine. Let me tell you about what that means today. If you think that I'm talking about coming to the rock, you would be misunderstood or mistaken. I would be misunderstood. You'd be mistaken. Because I'm not talking about the coming to the rock. When I invite you to come be a part of my church, I'm talking about I'm inviting you to come and be a part of the tabernacle that I am, the tabernacle of God that I am. And I hope that you invite others to be a part of the tabernacle of God that you are. Because I am the church. And you are the church. The rock is not the church. The rock is where the church gathers. We don't gather at the church. Do you hear me? The building is where we gather, but this isn't the church. The church is you and me. Because you and I are the tabernacle of God. So I invite you to be a part of my church today. What Holy Spirit's doing in me. And I want, I hope you'll invite me to be a part of your church. What the Holy Ghost is doing in you, what the Father's speaking and saying and releasing in you today. Do you hear me today? Are you ready for that? I encourage you this morning. In fact, I challenge you this morning. Look to the person beside you and say, I invite you to my, to, to my church. You know, if we're not careful, what will happen, Johannes, is we'll look around the room and we'll think, well, man, there's, there's one church. There's one building. This is the rock is the church. Well, it's not the church. There, is, there are many churches in this building today as there are people. There are as many churches in this building today as there are people. Boy, if you can get a hold of that, if you can get a hold of that, it will change you. We're on a journey right now, fluid worship, and, and where all things become one. And the, the travesty of the church for so long, and I want to talk about this morning in fluid worship, I want to talk about this subject, the kingdom calls. The kingdom calls and what that means. What is the kingdom? I want to talk about that a little bit this morning. But I want to, I want to encourage us today to lay aside the things that we think we've known. Too often what we have known gets in the way of what He wants us to know. Too often what we have been a part of gets in the way of what He wants us to be a part of. Too often. And so what happens is we're not able to enter into what He's doing now. In our mind, it might look like a new thing. But in the realm of God, in the mind of God, it's not a new thing. It's just a thing that we are now ready for. It's always been in Him, but we are now ready. So it looks new to you. It looks new to me. But to the Father, He says, it's always been here. You just haven't been ready for it. And now you are. So He's inviting us to enter into that place, whatever that place looks like. And this is where what we're moving into, this fluid worship. And it is a journey of sometimes awkwardness. One of the things I love about this house, um, again, I'm going to call it a house, not a church, but one of the things I love about this house and this gathering of churches is that, you know, in fact, I would call it a conference of churches because in the conference of churches, we would be conferring with one another as we confer with the Spirit of God. We would be conferring with one another. So one of the things that I love about this place is our, our willingness, the willingness of people, and I said this to a couple folks after service last Sunday one of the things that I love is that when we come in here we're able to take and go on a journey together and we're not worried about whether we fail we're not worried about whether we succeed 
we're always worried about whether or not we're obedient to the word of the Holy Ghost. If we are obedient to the word of the word of Holy Spirit, He will work everything out. Amen? So I'm excited today to take you on a journey. Are you ready? Everybody say, the kingdom calls. The kingdom calls. I want to begin right off the bat today by reading out of the Old Testament. I'm going to read out of the English Standard Version, and I'm going to read out of Daniel chapter 7. So turn with me there in your Bible or your iPhone or Samsung or whatever it is that you have. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 7, and I want to read verse 27. Daniel 7, verse 27, born out of a vision that Daniel had prophesying regarding the kingdom of God. And this is what it says. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be shall be Hmm. and the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high his kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him let me read this again and the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven under all of heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Somebody say, the kingdom calls. calls. Who will receive me? The kingdom calls. It's been given. Who will receive me? The kingdom calls and says, who will receive me? It has been Given All the kingdoms under the whole of heaven have been given and that kingdom is calling and saying, who will receive me? Shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High and His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. It will not come and go. And all dominions, everything under the authority of that kingdom will serve and obey Him. And all dominions shall serve and obey Him. I want to say this to you this morning. Write this down. You understand what you embrace. You understand what you embrace. If you embrace religion... Religion makes sense. AJ, take this. I want every person in this room to touch this, pass it around the room, and then give it back to me when you're done, please. If you embrace religion, 
Religion makes sense. Whatever you embrace, that's what, you'll, that's what will make sense to you. It's what you will understand. If, however, you embrace the kingdom, the kingdom makes sense. You cannot embrace religion and embrace the kingdom because they're not the same. Religion is of man's order. The kingdom is of God's order. Religion is doctrines and such, laws, borders, and boundaries. The kingdom is grace, healing, deliverance. Religion says you can receive this if you do that. The kingdom says, I give the kingdom under the whole of heaven to the saints. He said, I give. You got to get this with me this morning. He said, I give the kingdom. All the kingdoms under the whole of heaven, I give to you. Religion you must work for. You got to work hard to live up to religion. You got to make sure you don't break the rules. You got to be conscious of what I might have done right or wrong today. You have to be aware within religion when I go to bed at night. Is it possible that at some point in this day I have disappointed my God? If I embrace religion, I am aware and it make, that makes sense to me. I go to bed and say, this is normal. This is, I, it makes sense. I have to think all this stuff through, but in the kingdom. If you embrace the kingdom, the kingdom makes sense. It means when I lay my head down at night, I don't fret over what failures I might have had. I celebrate in the grace that has already delivered me from the failure. When I go to bed at night, I don't fret over whether or not I've received my healing. I celebrate in that my healing has already been delivered to me because it's part of His kingdom. Is anybody getting me this morning? So you understand whatever it is you embrace, so you have to ask yourself, what am I embracing? You have to ask yourself this morning, when I speak to you today, does what I say to you confuse you? Or does it light a fire within the depth of who you are? Even if you don't fully understand it, yet you can grasp it. There's something in it that says, man, I get this. Even if it's a little bit, I'm ready for the all of it. If you embrace religion, religion makes sense. If you embrace the kingdom, the kingdom makes sense. I want to reference something this morning. I, want to, I was away this week with my family, with part of my family, my wife and, and my brother and sister-in-law, and we took a little trip, and we did something because we, we enjoy these little things, and one of the things that my wife and I want to do is visit every national park in the United States. And we went to... We had been told of this park that she's wanted to go. Actually, her and Jenny both have wanted to go to this park for a long time. And we had not been able to do that, and we were able this week. And we went to Zion National Park in Utah. Has anyone ever been to Zion National Park? It's, it, you put it on your bucket list because it's worth the trip. 
So we went out to Zion National Park, and we spent a few days out there, and we went, uh, left after service church, uh, left after this meeting, gathering on Sunday, and we took our church to Utah. And we got there, and we got to Utah, uh, to the Zion National Park, and when we got there, the eye candy was immediate. In fact, it was 3 o'clock in the morning when we actually got there, and we're driving into the place where we're staying, and, of course, I'm doing the driving, and they're all looking out the window. Wow, wow. I mean, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. All you can see is the ridges. But they were mesmerized by it. And then every time I tried to look, they were like, you drive. <laughs> we'll look. You drive. So we had an idea. Well, they did. I just had to live vicariously through them. But there was an idea, a concept of what was outside of our doors and windows, but not a clear reality. Because at the moment, there was no sun shining. But when the sun shines on something, all things hidden become revealed. You hearing me this morning? When the sun, now say it a little differently with me. Say it like this. Say, when a sun. Uh-oh, be careful. When a sun, say it, shines on something. All things hidden are revealed. Uh-oh. 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 I, I got I, are you? Did you get what I said? I said... When a sun shines on something, all things hidden are now revealed. So we get up and the sun is shining on the mountains that we could not see clearly the night before, but suddenly we are mesmerized by the creation of Yahweh God that is outside of, almost outside of your capacity to believe, it literally, well, let me rephrase that. It is completely outside anyone with any brain at all to believe that somehow that happened by accident. That kind of stuff does not evolve. Something like that is created. And we drove around and we looked at this and we drove. didn't matter where you went. All of a sudden, the sun, and I'll get back to this in a minute, but the sun had illuminated all things hidden and it was incredibly clear. We've been to quite a few national parks. This is by far, by far, the most fascinating park I've ever been to. Even the Grand Canyon paled. I'm telling the truth. In fact, we were done with the Grand Canyon after about three canyons. Because a canyon is a canyon is a canyon. The only difference is this one curves right and this one curves left. But when you get to this place and you're looking at this Zion National Park and you're seeing these mountains made out of sandstone and limestone and everything that is there, suddenly, I'm telling you, the sun begins to reveal the true reality of what that place is. 
And we entered into this thing, and we decided to accept a challenge. I've got to tell this story quickly. We decided to accept a challenge. Now, keep in mind, remember what I'm saying to you this morning. Thank you. This marble, while it may be strange to you now, all things will be made clear soon. You understand what you embrace. Whatever you embrace becomes your reality. Whatever you embrace becomes your reality. If you embrace religion, religion makes sense. If you embrace the kingdom, the kingdom makes sense. So we accepted a challenge and we did a couple of things. We went through, we hiked through this place called the Narrows that was water. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. There's flowing water. It was incredible. We all had some challenges going through that. Um, I lost some shoes and my only shoes, not just some shoes. And, and, um, but we, we did that and it was beautiful and it was incredible. But then there was something else that everybody wanted to do and it's called this thing called Angel's Landing. It's an elevation, it's a climb, there's a chain that goes up this steep, steep mountainside and when you're standing on the ground and you're looking at this thing, you're thinking there is absolutely no way. And how many people, what, is, what was the percentage of people that turn around and come back when they get there? What was it, 90? 90% of the people that get to the base of this thing, once you climb up, you climb up about a halfway maybe and when you get there then all of a sudden it goes from this to this and there's a chain and there's no room for error you only get to make one mistake nine people have fallen to their death since 2004 so in the last 15 years nine people almost one a year have fallen to their death because you make one mistake you don't get another option you can't halfway down say do over and we were climbing up this thing, and as we begin to climb this thing, you know, you have all of the things in your ear. You have people that are passing you as you begin to make the ascent. I got to tell you, the, the, the first half was actually, for me, harder than the rest of it because it, the, the, it was just tough. It's, it's, it, the first half, you're, it's a steep hill. It's a straight path. There's nothing. It's paved, and you're walking up this thing, and that by itself, that was harder than the last. That was harder than the part people die on. If I were going to die, I would have died on the first half. <laughs> but we're going up this thing, and you get up there, and on the way down there, you just pass these people, and this one will say, man, I made it, it's worth it. If you can make it, it's worth it. And then you keep passing all these other people that say, man, I got there, and I said, no way, I'm out. And they're coming back down. And we get up there to this particular spot on this, it's called Angel's Landing. You can look it up. And the videos that you see will not do it justice, I promise you. But we get up to this thing, and you get there, and then there's the first chain, and you just see that thing looks like it is a vertical wall. And you're going on this path, and there are chains. Now you think, well, there's chains, so everything's safe. Well, you let go of that chain. All things living take on a different perspective. <laughs> I'm being kind. So we lay hold of the chain, and I went first, and I was holding that chain, and I just, I kept saying my wife was right behind me, and I just kept coaching her through this thing. I said, one hand after the other, never let go. There's always a hand on the chain. You never let go. You never let go. You never let go. And you just keep going, 
And I said, as we begin to ascend and get further and further up, in fact, at one point, I, I looked over the edge. I'm standing there, and I'm looking over the edge, and it's about a 1,500 nonstop drop straight to the bottom. And I said, man, check that out. Jimmy said, keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> I was fascinated by it. I'm standing there, and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm, Wow. That is so cool. And I just said, keep going, just hand over hand over hand. And I, and I would say, then I would say, um, you're never more than five feet above ground. Always imagine yourself only five feet high, five feet. Climb like you're five feet high, not a half a mile high. Climb like you're five feet high, not a half mile. Five feet. Five feet. And we're climbing this thing and we're going in and out of these boulders and we're hanging on to this chain and we're climbing and we're climbing and you still, even then, you still have people that are turning around coming back that just give up. And some of these people, I promise you, are more capable of doing energetic things than me. And we're, they're passing and we're climbing and we get to the top. And when we get to the top, we celebrate and we rejoice and we look out over this thing and we see all this beauty that you could not see had you not climbed this thing. Then we got to go back down. Now, I have no fear of heights at all, and I know some people do, but I have no fear of heights, so it doesn't bother me. I could literally stand at the edge of that thing and just do this right here without any, any fret at all. But we're going down, and when you go down, I said to my wife, I said, turn around, just turn around and go down backwards. Hang on to that chain and go down and just look at what you just overcame while you're going down and we're going down that thing and I tell her, told her to lean back and hold on to that chain that's the way you're supposed to climb down anyway that's the true right way but either way it's still true I said turn around and take that chain hand, same way hand over hand lean back and walk down the side of that mountain just take steps and just go down go down go down go down doesn't hurt your legs in fact I was never sore from climbing that mountain going up or going down never never soar but I can tell you when you climb that mountain and you get up there and you begin to see what the sun reveals but there was other things revealed that day that sonship revealed my brother-in-law does have a <laughs> for height height is not his friend And yet, I watched a son reveal what passion and desire can do, even under circumstances when darkness seems to shine brighter than the light. I was so proud because he had already told us, I'll get to the chains and that's it. And yet he didn't. He went and he grabbed a hold of that thing. And in fact, I even got a clip of video with him running up one part. And I'm going to tell you something. All this is going to make sense. You understand what you embrace. For me, honestly, there was not a moment of concern. Not a moment of, because I love that. I don't fear heights. 
But there are other things I do in life. If for this situation, for my brother-in-law, for Jimmy, you understand what you embrace. And had he embraced, I can't do this, or my wife or Jenny embraced, it's too high, had they embraced, this is not possible, 90% of people turn around and come back, nine people have fallen off of this thing since 2004 and are no more. They're a spot on the side of the mountain. Had they embraced that, they would have never revealed the truth and the reality that that mountain, that we own it. But because they embraced, this is ours. God has given this to us to conquer. I'm climbing this thing. And I want to say to you this morning, I want to move along and I want to get to something that's important. When we ended the trip, we leave Angel's Landing, we leave this park, we make a ride around, we end up going, we, we fly in and out of Las Vegas. Well, we stayed in Las Vegas and we stayed at this place. Las Vegas is what it is. It is Sin City. And yet, sin did not reign in us because of what the sun reveals. And we were sitting at dinner on this particular night, and all of this will make sense, but we were sitting at dinner on this one particular night. We're looking at the Bellagio Hotel, the one that you saw in Ocean's 13, and we're looking at the Bellagio. That's where we stayed, and we're looking out over this thing. Listen, staying there is cheap. They get you on the gambling. Fortunately, I've never gambled once in my entire life, so I wouldn't even know. I told somebody that when we were there, I told my wife, I said, I wouldn't even know how to buy a lottery ticket. I've never bought one. I wouldn't even know how to do that. But we're there and we're looking out at the Bellagio and the fountain and all of that and we're looking at that and, we're, and the waiter comes over and he starts explaining to us the city and the nature of Las Vegas and what has occurred and how just 20 years ago it was run by the mafia. I could feel it. It was run by the mafia still. And he said, but then they, they built the Bellagio, then they built Caesar's Palace, then they built and he started naming all these Mandalay Bay. They started building these, and Disney owns many of them. And they started building them bigger. See, the mafia owned the Flamingo and these other resorts and casinos that were there that were small, and they were in their prime. They were the big shots, and they were all the eye candy and all of that stuff. But then somebody came in there like Disney and said, all we got to do is build it bigger. And if we make it bigger and brighter, people don't want to go to that flamingo when they can go to the Bellagio why would somebody pay the same money to go to the flamingo when they can go to the Bellagio because the flamingo is probably still owned by the mob he said well, he didn't say which ones but he said the mob still has control over some of the smaller ones and he's been there for 22 years I think he said worked at this place for 20 and I said to my wife and to Jimmy and Jenny and I said to them while we were sitting there I said you don't get rid of evil by explaining what evil is you get rid of evil by making the kingdom bigger. Again, you don't get rid of evil by bringing everybody's attention to what is evil. You get rid of evil by making the kingdom bigger, by being a sun that shines on those things that are around you, that begins to shine so bright that evil can't even be seen anymore. 
I said before, see, the kingdom is calling, and the kingdom that is calling us is calling us to get out of this religious mindset, stop embracing that, begin to embrace the kingdom that has a whole different perspective. See, religion sees everything from the bottom. Religion always comes from the perspective of hell. If you don't do this, you're going to hell. If you don't do that, you're going to hell. If you don't do something else, you're going to hell. If you don't say it like this, you're going to hell. If you don't read enough Bible, you're going to hell. If you don't pray long enough, you're going to hell. Religion sees everything from hell. The kingdom sees everything from the heavenlies. Religion wants you to start at the bottom and hope that you can get to the top. The kingdom says, I'm going to start you out at the top. If you go to the bottom, that's because you chose to do that. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? I thought I might be striking hands with a few more people than that. So the kingdom... See, when the kingdom's calling, if you're visiting today and you're wondering what's going on, people strike hands when they come into agreement with something. We like to strike hands more than we like to say amen. We come into agreement with a word so that it becomes active and becomes a part of who we are. We walk that thing out. So you don't get rid of evil because you explain it in the same way with these mobs. See, these little flamingos and these little whatever, the hotels, I don't even know what they were. It's the first time I've ever been to Vegas and the last time I'll ever go. But I went. In all these little casinos, you can see them scattered hither, hither and yon, and they're everywhere. But see, they didn't need to come in there. Nobody needed to say, hey, don't go there because that's the, that's the mafia owns that. The mob owns that. Don't go there. Instead, go over here. They didn't need to do that. All they, somebody had to do was come in there and say, we're going to make it bigger. We're going to make it brighter. It's going to be better. It's going to represent something different. And it shuts down the evil. And the evil didn't even realize it was being shut down until all of a sudden, every day when it gets up, it realizes the shadow of the righteous is cast upon the sin of the unrighteous. Come on, you got to get what I'm saying to you today. Amen. So you've got this, come on. And then in time, when we were looking at going there and we knew that we were going to have to spend the night in Las Vegas because we had to catch a flight out or we had to get up at, I forgot what time, 3 o'clock I think or 3.30 in the morning. I don't remember what time it was, early. And we had to get up early, so we decided to stay the night in Los Angeles. You know what we didn't look for? The little guy. Do you know what we looked for? Same thing you'd look for. I didn't even look for the cheapest price. I looked for the place that felt like, one, I would be safe. And my wife would be safe. My brother-in-law can take care of him and his wife. But I wanted my wife and me be safe. I looked for the place that had eye candy, that looked like something I wanted to be a part of. If I'm going to be seen, I want to be seen in the middle of this. I don't want to be seen in the middle of a flamingo. No, you got to get what I'm saying. I'm being silly, but you, you, I hope you're getting what I'm saying. But you don't get rid of the evil because you keep explaining what evil is. That's what I said. I said to somebody years ago when we first started The, the Rock uh, back in 99, and I said to somebody that had come to me, and they said, if I, we just want you to come and pray with this young man. He's demon-possessed, and, and we just believe if you'll come pray for him that he'll be delivered. I said, well, I'm not going. 
Because you can go and talk to that demon all day long. If that demon's not ready to come out and they're not ready to get that demon out, that demon ain't going anywhere. I said, what you can do is you can bring that demon boy to church. Let a little light shine on him. We've had manifestations right in this building. We had one dude shouting out the F word just a year ago over here. He's just screaming out the F word. You shine a little light on that thing, I'm going to tell you it's coming out. If you're afraid of the manifestations of what is dark in the middle of a light place, this isn't where you want to be. And I'm going to tell you why. Because in this place, the kingdom calls. And the kingdom is calling for people that are getting away from embracing the religion that keeps us in religion and laying hold of the kingdom that lets us become a sun that now becomes a bright light that reveals what darkness is around us. Until our light casts a shadow on those things that are around and suddenly they become invisible. How do we do all this? How do we do this? How do we make the kingdom bigger? Turn with me in your Bible to Revelation. The book of Revelation chapter 11. I'm going to read two places in there. You ready for this? Yes. Book of Revelation chapter 11. Here we go. I'm going to read it. With you out of the ESV, the English Standard Version, it says this. Revelation 11 verse 15. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet. Do -do, do -do. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. They did not say, uh, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Said, And this happened. Then the seventh angel blew the trumpet. Doo -doo -doo! That was a terrible trumpet. <laughs> Doo -doo -doo! <laughs> I sound more like a duck. But whatever a trumpet sounds like, that's what I sounded like. Where's Sarah? Come blow that thing. As soon as I say, blow the trumpet, trumpet. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet. And you know why? When the trumpet was blown, it was a call to attention. Do I have your attention? Do I have your attention this morning? Blow it again. Attention! Heaven and earth. Attention. And then there were loud voices. Loud voices. Loud, 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 loud voices saying, The kingdom of the world. I want everybody to say this with me right now. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. The kingdom calls. The kingdom calls. The kingdom calls. The kingdom is calling. The kingdom is calling, calling, calling. 
has become the kingdom of our God of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever because the sons are revealing what is hidden because sons do not exist in the world of religion there is no such thing there has never been a son found within religion sons become sons only within the realm of the kingdom only within the kingdom you may be seated if you choose we the church everybody say we We. put your hands on yourself say me Me. the church church. must make changes say it with me in my lifestyle and my mindset that reflect His kingdom. One worship. Kingdom reflection. Kingdom reflection. Kingdom reflection. Kingdom reflection. When the trumpet... Keep in mind. Keep in mind. You ready for this? Keep this in mind. When we go back to Revelation 11, He said, Then the seventh angel blew His trumpet... And there were loud voices. It didn't say this. Listen to me. You got to get what I'm telling you right now. You got to get this. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and then the preacher stood up and introduced the people that would then sing the song of the kingdom of the world has become. The trumpet sounded, and then the people knew. The trumpet sounded, and there was a knowing. The trumpet sounding, and they moved from this to that, and then from that to that, and from that to that. There was a fluid motion, a fluid worship. It was fluid. It was moving, being reflected in the way the sons and daughters being reflected in the way that they sang, being reflected in the way that they shouted because in religion there is a requirement, there is a need for there to be an edge on every single thing. But in the kingdom, all the blockades, all the barriers are moved. said, when do you sing? All the time. When do you worship? All the time. When do you pray? All the time. When do you lift up one another? All the time. When do you strike hands? All the time. When are you preaching? All the time. When do you go to church? I don't because I am the church. All the time. All the time. All the time. One worship. Kingdom reflection. The kingdom calls. The kingdom calls. No more assumptions that one thing is more important than another or that one thing must happen independently of another. Within religion, everything, one thing, this thing happens independently of that thing. This has its own power, that has its own power, not in the kingdom. See, religion says, you got this and this and this and this. The kingdom says, it's all me, baby. The earth is mine and everything that's in it, and it's all one. Isn't it interesting, even if you use that very scripture right there, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the fullness thereof. If you use that very scripture, isn't it interesting that there is one earth and then everything is on that particular earth? He's got the continents and he's got the seas and the oceans and the mountains and the valleys and everything else. It's all one. You just flow from one to the next. You don't even know when you left one thing and suddenly you're in another. 
I don't know how many miles that we actually drove on this particular trip that we went to, went on, but the temperature varied so much, so drastically. Literally drastic, drastic. I'm talking about, I think the hottest I know of was 90, what was it, 96 or 97 degrees uh, the day that we got into Arizona. But we were driving out of Utah, and the night, that night it was 37 degrees, 37 degrees. And we're driving, and you don't even realize, and all of a sudden you just watch the thermometer. Nobody said, okay, when you cross this next line, temperature's going up 10 degrees. You cross that next line, it's going up another 10. You cross that next line, it's coming up another 10. That never had to be done because it flowed together because it is one where he said the earth is mine and everything in it. Everything belongs to him. And he said, it is fluid. I'm a fluid God. And I'm looking for people to worship me in spirit and in truth. That means in all things, not in this little thing and that little thing. And you know what? The kingdom is calling today. The kingdom is calling out people. There are people here today. You have embraced religion and you get religion. The kingdom doesn't make sense to you yet. But if you will embrace the kingdom, embracing doesn't mean understanding. Embracing means laying hold of and in pursuit of. I'm getting a hold of this thing and understanding will come. Do you hear me today? Then we go on and we read in Revelation chapter 21. Turn with me there, please. Revelation 21 verse 1. I'm going to read that, read a few verses. English Standard Version. Revelation 21.1 says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. You can be seated, Sarah, or whatever you want to do. Then I saw a new heaven a new heaven a new heaven and a new earth religious people will never see it because they will always be in the distance if you're living in religion everything that the father has for you is somewhere beyond where you are right now but when you're in the kingdom you're standing right in the middle of every possibility got to get what I'm saying John said then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had, had passed away to the kingdom folks Remember, this was written to sons and daughters. This was written to sons and daughters. You've got to get that. This was written to the righteous. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. The sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride, or as a bride, adorned for her husband. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, a loud voice, Behold the dwelling place, tabernacle of God is with man. Behold, behold. The dwelling place, the tabernacle, the tabernacle, the tabernacle, the tabernacle of God is with man. Mm. He will dwell with them, and he's shouting this now. I can't because I'm losing my voice, but God doesn't lose his voice. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people And God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Neither will there be mourning. There will not be crying. No more pain. For what was former is now passed away. The former things have now passed away. Behold a new heaven and a new earth. The kingdom calls. The kingdom calls. The kingdom is calling. The kingdom is calling today. Hallelujah. 
Are you getting what I'm telling you right now? I'm doing a lot of yelling. I'm losing my voice, but I'm telling you it's worth yelling about. The kingdom calls. The kingdom calls. Now, what do we do with it? When the kingdom calls, Cletus, what do we do with it? Do we embrace it? Do we embrace the kingdom? Or do we look at the kingdom and say, you're not my mountain. Go with it. Go with it. Say that again. He said, go with it. What he Lay hold of it. Embrace it. You embrace the kingdom. I'm going to tell you something. A new heaven and new earth is not coming to religion. Because religion always believes it's in another place. Only the kingdom can hear the calling. The kingdom calls. Fluid worship. The kingdom calls. All things, heaven and earth, coming together as one. That's what Scripture says. All things, until all things in heaven and earth come together as one. 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 Why don't we break up our services and say, okay, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And there's still some, you can see the transitions, but we're learning to flow from one thing to the other without having to explain to everybody, okay, now we're going to do tithe and offering. Now we're going to pray for people. Now we're going to give you opportunity to strike hands. Now we're going to give you opportunity to fellowship. We're moving out of that. Is it awkward? Yes, it is because we're embracing the kingdom. We don't have full understanding, but we're coming into understanding as sons begin to illuminate what has been hidden. And suddenly those things hidden are becoming revealed and we're, being, we're now beginning to see what we have with our eyes what we have held in our hearts for so long we are laying hold of those things tangibly what we could only touch before by faith God is doing something amazing within a people that will heed the call of the kingdom that will heed the call of the kingdom what do we do with that? go with it Go with it. Go with it. The kingdom calls. Stop. Stop dwelling and bringing attention to the evil that is around you. Become the kingdom that he created you to be be the church that he created you to be he'll take care of the evil and you can focus on righteousness do you hear me today Whew. 